I'm Lindsay. And this is episode 31 of Ningyo Bingo. Where you keep collecting dolls, but never seem to win the game. And I've started collecting, well, I, I, I've received a lot more dolls since I've last let out an episode in October. Probably more dolls than you have in, like, the span of five months than you have in a while, actually. Uh, I mean, pre-orders and Christmas and... and A lot of things have contrived together. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of things. So I think I I mentioned the one doll that I was working on rescuing in our last episode. Oh, yeah, you had started work on her when we were last recording. I'm I'm pretty sure I did. Um, She came out beautiful. She is, but I don't like her eyebrows. She will get wiped in the summer and retried. <laughs> During the nice fair months. The months we call the ones for spraying MC- Mr. Super Clear. Yes, the ones in which the, the, the clear varnish will dry and not make terrible, clumpy, bad things happen. The King of Oak shall slay the King of Holly and call into that season of Mr. Super Clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except... Lo- so we've had like an unseasonably like I wouldn't say like drastically warm winter, but we've had an unseasonably low on snow winter. Oh yeah, New Jersey only got like pretend like someone took a handful of fake snow and went bleh, and that's all we got. And that was the one day I swear I visited you, so it was just yes. there to inconvenience me when I was trying to drive to you. And then was like gone hours later. It was ridiculous. It just rained on top of it. it was not even like we. There was no enjoyment of the snow. It was just... No. Bad. It was was just terrible. But despite the winter trying to destroy our lives, you've been filling in those bingo card spaces, my friend. I... There's one space I don't have yet. Oh, which one is the one you still are, like, quietly hoping to someday, like, get that filled in? I want some sort of very cute and endearing USD-sized thing. Um, oh, like specifically a Volks one or from a different company? So I don't like the Volks's new, well, new, new is relative, new to me, I guess. No, not even new to me. They've had the double joints for years now. But um, Oh, yes. So the Super Dolphy Meat, well, YoSD Meaty, they even have now, I think. Um, yes. And those ones, I think they came out at the same time as the Devil May, no, not Devil May, Devil Man. <laughs> Devil Man, yeah, the the special edition Devil Man pair. Yeah, I think those bodies might have come out then. And they came out, and they had double joints, and then the other ones started having double joints, and they're a little slimmer. And I'm like, no, I want my cute, cute, chub-chub little boys and girls. Um, You like the more sort of baby, cutesy sort of end of the aesthetic, rather than the, like, we're just kind of small, young adults kind and of I mean, end. And the USD still look like that, <laughs> but I think... To have, like, a chubby-looking arm and things like that, if you have that little, like, a peanut or joint thing in the middle, mm-hmm. it just doesn't look as nice. It just... There's a there's an aesthetic to that round, big brown ball in the middle of, like, the large arm and the small, like, the, the arm pieces that goes with that, like, that sort of chubbier, rounder aesthetic. Yeah. And, I mean, and... I like... I like a lot of what some of the companies are doing, like... Um, the shucks. There's several companies that are actually like quoting the um sort of original ball joints, like the old old Volkses and the old old actual bisque dolls. Interesting. 
And it's one of those things where the aesthetic's gone so far to the one direction that coming back around to sort of the quote-unquote original is sort of vogue. Yes, uh, there, there is in fact <clears throat> one line of folks that I'm forgetting the name of. Um, Dear oh, SD. the one, yeah, Dear SD that had that very brief release. I mean, they keep, to it. they keep doing re-releases. <clears throat> so they're always limited. Um, and I believe uh, Mrs. Shigeta was um, quoted as saying, we're making this line of dolls for our older fans. So, yeah. like, while everybody's going into the hyper-realistic and more joints and things, now, um, there's also, like, the baby doll for something like that, that... Um, yeah, they do a very similar thing but, over in um, Lutz. Yeah, but when they did it, they did it uh, without the double joints and with, like, these cool locking joints. Like, they looked like circles, but on the concave... Yeah, like, on the concave parts of the cups where the the ball would hit, there's mm-hmm. notches. And oh, by, like, and there's, a, that's sort of like what you see in a lot of the hip joints these days. Yeah, so there's, like, that in several spots, so there's... The doll can actually pose, but it has that cool ball aesthetic. Yes. I wish, I kind of wish they would do that tiny YoSD size, but there's nothing quite like that. Ooh, yeah. That being said, I do like the old Volks ones, but they're harder to find. Um, I would imagine so. And the smaller ones are less likely to be traded out because they don't take up as much room. But the uh, little phase are that size, have... Very good posability. They have the double joints with the nice So this is the Fairyland sort yeah. of that size. Yeah. So I do appreciate that sculpting a lot. I just wish they sold the face places separate. So face plates separate. So I could get just all the face plates and just keep swapping them out. Because honestly, I'm, I'm kind of getting full on display areas here. So... <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I was about to. I know some of them they sell the faceplates separately, but looking at the little Faye, specifically the little Faye, who are like, they're small, but they're not super small. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't seem to sell them separately, but you know which one I would love in that size range. Uh, I have always oh. stared at the real Faye, and like, that's my jam. Because really? instead of it being like, we're small children, it's we're small sprites, and the aesthetic difference and the proportional difference actually works for me. I've always... In terms of, like, how I like them. I think they're actually a little bit more to the uh, pookie-pookie size, those ones. Oh, they are. They're they're much smaller. Yeah. But they also have the, like, the fantasy parts. Like, there's, like, the dragon half, like, yeah. bottom half. So dragon legs with leg, and there's, like, little centaur things, and the... The aesthetic being not like these are baby people, but being these are small creatures of their own right, have always been very like charming to me. Yeah, I do, I do remember those very fondly. They remind me of like um, like a lot of like kind of nineties, early two thousand like American doll collectors kind of stuffs. Um, their faces actually remind me a bit of the uh, the Christmas elves from Buyer's Choice. Yes, that I see what you're getting that from. Yeah. So, so yeah. Oh. Yeah. Fairyland has so many things that, like, are just nice. And I've always wanted, like, 
I've always coveted their design sense and mechanical sense, if that makes any sense. Speaking of which, they, they dropped a bombshell, like, th- this week, last week? Oh, that's right. They're getting into the soft final market. Yeah. Crazy, right? <laughs> right? And it's, um, like, pre-order only, like... They've only done, like, it's, even if you look at the website, it's Series 2, Series 3. Like, they've only just really started touching on this. Yeah. Where they're partnering with a different company to make them, aren't they? Um, so, it, it hasn't really said it very well. Um, it says it's a newly launched character doll series brand using soft final frame body developed by... Cerberus Project slash Fairyland. So it well, said it's then. developed by them, but I imagine they're probably not the ones doing the pouring of the... Um, that would be a whole different, like, industrial setup for vinyl right. versus resin. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting things that we're going to touch more on in the next episode. Um, <laughs> but if you look at them, it's the same idea as we are used to from Smart Doll and from what Volks has done. There's an interior skeleton made out of plastic, held together by metal screws, and there's this exterior form out of vinyl that goes on top of that, and it's very like movable and 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 uh, poseable, and it's lightweight, so it has that additional sort of benefit from being lightweight. But it's doing something very purposefully a little different than what we've seen the other companies attack, which is the, they have, it comes with like a vinyl head, like the general aesthetic of the doll is a very, like that anime style. They're even like going almost too far into the stereotype, I think. I think they where did it's say like, it's from the cat maid lady. I think they said it was from a series. Uh, one of the main character of Neko Para. I think that must be a Neko series Para? that I am unaware of. I'm, I wonder if it's just, it's also might be from not necessarily an anime series, but from like a, one of those series, like a character design series where it's just like the character is like the, is the product itself. Yeah. Or or it might be from one of the maid cafes. Or it could be like a Gashapon game. <laughs> Maybe a lot of things. Yeah. That I'm looking up now. Oh, oh, oh. 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 Did did the rule did the rule of the internet hit you? No, it's was already there. Um, to quote um, Wikipedia in front of me, Neko Para is a series of adult visual novels developed by Neko Works and published by Sekai Project. Welp. So they're the two main characters on the front of the packaging for Neko Para, which is a clearly adult visual novel game. Oh, cool. Which uh-huh. explains what they look like, honestly. Hey, it's on and, the- oh, wait, 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 it gets, it gets better. <laughs> wait, how? This, ser- this series is in a world where humans live alongside cat girls known as Nekos. An all-ages anime OVA adaptation was released on Steam in December 2017. It became one of the top earners in Steam in December 2017. And a television series was premiered on January of this year. So that's where uh, the licensing and why it's now comes in. Okay. So it's one of those, like, Fate Zero. Fate Zero jumped from being a indie adult visual novel game to being, like, a whole thing. I feel like they're trying to replicate that jump with this. So platforms are nin- Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch. So yep. I wonder if that'll get a U.S. Switch port. <laughs> 
I will see how popular it actually is in the English-speaking end of the universe. But that's the context now that makes a little bit more sense about where the design sense is coming from. Yeah, I mean, okay, so some of the interesting things about this is uh, uh, one of our, our listeners um, uh, emailed us, well, Facebooked us, and asked, is this direct competition to Smart Doll and Volks? To which I responded, mm. it's almost a little bit more of competition with A-Zone in the scale. Because it's like... Is it the same... Is it the right size to be... Is it 60 centimeters? No. It is 43 oh. centimeters. Which is why... Oh, it's in the quarter scale. Right. One-fourth scale doll. So, um, for those I'm trying to imagine it, take a... Um, what's the equivalent scale in Volk's terms? Well, it I would forget. be like... It would be like their slim mini super dolphies, and this is a little slimmer than that. So yeah, or the equivalent of the um, Cerberus projects, like what they normally sell is the forty-three inch, yeah, or centimeter sized doll. So anyway, it does say like so it's around the mini face size and and like body build, but they said that the clothes would not necessarily work. Yeah, there's definitely two different chest elements. One has a different, one of the, there's like two characters that they are offering in different styles. And one has like a larger chest and one has a smaller one, which I imagine it being part of it. The limbs are not as wide as it is in the resin, but there is something else that's interchangeable that's interesting. The heads are interchangeable with the resin minifay. Yeah, which is something I've almost started to want for my, um, for my resin dolls to be able to put them onto something with an internal skeleton. Once right? again, more on that next episode. <laughs> That's coming. But the um, way that they've handled this is makes a total sense when you look at it. Is that the um, they have like your normal vinyl connector for the vinyl heads, which is usually just like a stick essentially and you just pop the head on the stick like a popsicle <laughs> and oh no with the <laughs> which is it's how it works i know and, but i'm just imagining like not that i haven't taken doll heads out of my freezer already but <laughs> <laughs> you're just one step away really oh um, man but the there's a special form of connector that pops over this like the the popsicle stick of the popsicle and is the twisting sort of latching mechanism that they use for their resin heads you can just put the he resin head on and just turn the turn the thing here and pop, it just like converts it over to the method that they use for their mini fay heads, which is really interesting. And honestly, looking at their their personal photos, which could be massaged, as it were, the color match looks pretty good. Yeah. So I will say, I don't think of this as per se, direct competition with um, Volks and Smart Doll. Except if they get similar um, or they outbuy licenses. Yeah. That'll be the key, right? Then they will outstrip them because, well, I can see this being very popular for people like me going... One-third scale dolls take up a butt-ton of room, guys. <laughs> I don't big. have any more room for big ones. So smaller ones. So the, I think the one-quarter scale, a lot of the same cool details that you can get off 
and and as an accomplish on a one third scale, you can also accomplish on that one fourth scale. Yeah. Um, once it gets beyond one third, then we get a little more finicky. Yeah. Once you get to the one like sixth, so like your action doll kind of things, mm-hmm. um, you start you start to be like unable to do things like grommets, or they're very tiny and finicky and mm-hmm. hard, hard to do. Um. So yeah, it'll be interesting where this shows up. But now, let's talk about a different internal frame. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible segue. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, um we it's interesting to see that definitely this style of doll industry-wide is like this is where people are moving to either diversify their product but when you're already there, when you're already in the vinyl market and you're not interested in the resin market, you have to continue trying to find different ways to diversify your product and to go into different market edges because you like saturate your market. And Smart Doll has Danny Chu, as we've, we've talked about this before, has th- is trying to find a way to kind of like provide the doll at a different price point, really, and a different sort of assemblage point. And put together, he finally kind of finished ish the the cortex kind of design phase. I guess you can buy a cortex smart doll, which to review is instead of being soft vinyl, is made out of a specially formulated plastic, and is something that you put together like a um like a like you would put together a Gundam model, only with fewer steps, and yet somehow just as complicated. <laughs> um. So I had the opportunity. <clears throat> Um, due to my lovely husband, um, to actually put together one, um, and now not just any Cortex mind. So, I was strangely fascinated when they released the photos of the Crystal Cortex. Uh, Crystal Cortex being because the um, I think it's called Asiflex plastic. Um, mm-hmm. is actually transparent. Um, so this. Doll. It starts out transparent, and then you add dyes, uh, the things to it to make it not that. Um, but its base product is transparent. Yeah, transparent it. or at least opaque, um, mm-hmm. and uh, like frosted is the default. Um, so the the doll was developed so that when Danny was going through this, he could see how the frame and pieces were fitting together. Because otherwise, you just got the shell in the way, and you can't see anything. Um, People really liked it, because it was cool. <laughs> yes. Um, there, it, it was limited, because he basically only made the amount that he, he needed to make a one, uh, one iteration of, basically, pour or whatever. He, he had several of them, but not many. Um, so, I have one of these several. <laughs> um... So, smart dolls come in different grade kits. Um, there's a ninja grade kit in which you have the frame put together, um, but you just kind of assemble the shell and glue that all together and put it all together. And then there's what's called the final boss grade kit. Yeah. Um, that's Danny aesthetic and naming, that's for sure. Yeah. Um so the final boss grid kit, you also have to assemble the internal skeleton. 
I can so see. So which one did you go for? Did you go for the mini boss or the big boss? Uh, the, the one that saved me extra money, of course, which was the final boss grade kit. Also, <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of options. Well, so the Crystal Cortex is sold as shell only or was sold as shell only because she is out now. Um, at which point you could choose whatever internal skeleton that you wanted. And you could choose either uh, assemble yourself or you could choose a pre-assembled one that, that would be shipped to you. Um, I, of course, wanted to see how the whole thing works. So I got the final boss grade, essentially, even though I bought the pieces separate. Um, there's a few, a few notes just on the assembly. Um, well, first of all, did you manage to complete it successfully? 95%? Oh, fun. <laughs> I've, let's, oh, do tell. <laughs> uh, so only on one point and only on one very little point on the website, not in any of the assembly videos, specifically for small doll cortex crystal. She has slightly smaller internal pegs for her hands. So you need to actually use those smaller pegs. So when I was trying uh. to insert one of the hands in, I've actually, like, cracked a little and oh, forced no. the hand open. Also, these hands just don't come off. And... I see. And technically, with the... um. With the way that the Cortex kits go, specifically for the ones that you assemble yourself, you're not really allowed to ask for replacement or pieces for anything that's broken or wrong. Mm. Um, one day There aren't any. Yeah, one day I might be brave enough to ask for another wrist piece. Do you happen to just incidentally, laying around, have, an, have this piece somewhere in the workshop... And do you need it? Because I could use it. I mean, like one of those emails. <laughs> basically, it's it's specifically stated in this that if oh, yeah. you need a replacement piece for the frame, you will buy a whole other frame because it is not uh, under a warranty because you b built it, not not Smart Doll, not Danny Chu's team. Right, they're trying to cover their butts. Yeah, so um, we can talk a little bit more on that later. So. Um, I would love to put get her different hands, but I haven't yet. Um, I also mm. haven't glued her all together yet, the shell, because I keep continually painting and working on things. So um, you want to be able to kind of be able to crack her back apart again to work on the internals and then put her back together. Yeah. So the reason why is, um, so the crystal um, has the wonderful benefit of being transparent. Um, when you paint it with a smooth sort of clear coat, either by aerosol or as I did, I just used a, a Tamiya, um, clear gloss and I painted it on myself with a brush. Um, what you end up with is, um, semi-transparent sections. Um, I say semi-transparent because it kind of has a little bit of waviness in a similar way like an old glass it's not, would have. It's sort of like, it's not optically clear, so there's inclusions inside of it, so it's never going to be optically clear. Yes. Uh, including, um, which I find is actually slightly charming, um, there's little pusher spots where the, um, the, the thing mechanically pushes away from the uh, mold. 
So that's mm. what those little circle marks are when you're looking at plastic pieces. It's where it pushed away. And there's actually, it's actually quite cute on her face where her kind of mask I painted is. There's one conveniently on each cheek on the oh. inside that you get to see because she's clear, which kind of and makes it look like little rosy kind of cheek emphasis. And there's actually one that kind of circles her lower lip and down, which almost makes it look a little marionette-ish. And it's just, it's perfect. I love it. Um, <laughs> so, there's so all... and, and you're putting her together, because um, you went from the skeleton to the exterior. Putting the skeleton together, that's a system they've pretty much figured out on their end. Was that part particularly challenging? Or was that kind of smooth sailing? Um, so... I think this would be a good part to talk about this now. As far as assembling the shell, it's not that hard. It actually comes in the bag, kind of assembled, just not on the skeleton. The skeleton, however, Danny straight up said, I never designed this part to be assembled by a consumer. Right. Um, it was initially kind of toted that... Cortex dolls would be more affordable in a way that more people could easily afford and obtain a smart doll. However, they haven't, they've ended up a little bit more affordable than their counterparts, but not but a lot more. Nothing significant? Yeah, not. Not a large amount of significance. Let me scroll up on the website here on my tablet. So there was, so he was trying to make something that was cheaper and then could kind of be put the assemblage in the hands of the consumer that reduces their labor cost, of course. But it doesn't sound like we quite actually got to the goal point here. Yeah, so unfortunately, oh, there we go. So. What's happening is more often what he's pushing more towards is consumers having the option of getting the Cortex body, which saves you 10,000 yen off of the vinyl body. I mean, that's not insignificant. That's about um, $100. Yeah, so it's still an expensive doll all in all. Um, $100 difference can mean a lot to someone who's, like, saving up or has a very specific goal in mind aesthetically with what they want to do. To it doesn't, I mean, I know the plastic isn't meant to stain as easily as the vinyl and that right. kind of thing. But then you sacrifice. Um, so one of the things which he straight up mentioned is that the, um, the posability in the neck uh, specifically, and the ability for the shoulders to wrap forward, roll forward and roll back. Those are dependent upon that chest piece being soft. And by having a cortex chest, you straight up lose that. So for that reason, right. he recommended getting a vinyl chest. Yeah. Um, of course, I don't quite have that option exactly because it'll look a little well, weird you... when meshed with my... <laughs> it would be a little bit out of place with your doll. otherwise somewhat transparent exterior. Right. Um, that being said, she could just be in a bodysuit and you'd never know. Um, but that's not like the fun part for you here. So, so that did part didn't quite work. And then to further reduce the cost, he had to do the, uh, cortex kits. So cortex kits 
a ninja grade kit uh is thirty four thousand yen thirty four thousand eight hundred yen versus the final boss grade kit, which is twenty nine thousand eight hundred yen so mm. not a huge huge difference between those two maybe about you, you save about fifty u s dollars roughly by by having them assemble it. Unfortunately, well, not a lot individually can be enough to be like make you want to go that way versus the other. Yeah, I just simply, after looking at the prices, I wanted to go that way because I wanted to experience what it was to right. assemble the kit because every, everyone was talking about it. So I wanted to feel it, see it, understand it in my own two hands. Um, was there anything interesting you discovered that you hadn't known or expected to know? So, so there is um, two two main things. Um, so at there's not that many points of this skeleton that are actually exposed to the air and not hidden behind um, the vinyl or in this case the Asaflex plastic skeleton. Uh, those spots are the elbow the wrist, and the ankle. Uh, these pieces are very, very, very round mm. and have an internal peg. The internal peg has to go in almost completely 90-degree angle to the part on the bottom with a ex- very large amount of force. So how hard was it to get that in that peg in that hole, Becca? I could not do it manually. I think I did one of them by hand manually. Um, Ooh. After that, I took, uh, I carefully balanced it, put it all together, wrapped it in a handkerchief, put that handkerchief in one of those like uh, clamps you see at Home Depot with like the little yeah. yellow plastic pads that are kind of soft. Um, and I you clamped it, and I. Sat there and I squeezed the clamp to slowly tighten it until it clipped. Uh, in addition, the ankles are directional. Um, so they have on the interior of the ankle. So it's kind of like it's got like a piece in the middle of the two half balls, like a disc mm. in the middle of two half balls. Um, in the middle of this little disc, there is like a little kind of groove and notch that doesn't allow it to overextend one way too much. So it prevents the foot from going back too far and it prevents the foot from going forward too far. That being said, the shell kind of prevents it from doing that anyway, so I don't know why they tried so hard. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if it's partially a support thing where like... That's true. In the soft vinyl, it wouldn't be as supportive as in the hard cortex. That's also material. true. Yeah, and they for so Danny uses the same skeleton for the girls, for the guys, for the cortex. Uh, yeah, to the point where they remain using like they when they do updates to the skeleton. Well, the cortex chest had several pieces after the skeleton was developed further. You straight up have to just take a hobby clipper and remove pieces of plastic from the internal chest part to make it fit. Yeah. 
So what intended to kind of keep it in place without it rattling or things like that ended up in the way in the final version with this final frame. So um, fatal frame, final frame. So they had to um, just clip pieces off. Um, That's funny. So from the sounds of things, this is like, this isn't just, oh, here is some pieces and I'm going to put it together. And it'll be, f-. you really have to do some deep dive research and out of the box thinking to really do it properly, which for some people is like an appeal. Like for you, it was an appeal that you would have to go into this project and sort of get your hands into the guts of the thing. Yes. And for others, it might be perhaps a little advanced for, say, a beginner hobbyist who's not familiar with how these things work and how to manipulate them. Yes. Um, I will say that if you get the skeleton, it is not hard to do the final pieces on the shell. You could do that just fine. Not much trouble. Um, but if you're putting together the skeleton gonna be a little rough you might have to get inventive with your tools you have to be aware of which side is which um have to be careful when you're which screw goes where um have to be careful not to over tighten or to strip things um i actually just hand tightened everything by hand um even though a lot of the videos show people using kind of power tools and then finishing with hand so my hands were blistered and sore and by another three days peeling because of Ugh. this smart doll skeleton. Ugh. Um so there's that. The feet there's as you've seen in almost all videos, this the feet do show one screw on the internal foot that you get to see. Um that's just part of the cortex, how that has to kind of attach. Um the what else was interesting about the frame? The frame has a lot of cool little things that you don't get to see um, because it's usually just all covered up. There's cool designs and logos, um, particularly on the upper thighs and around the uh, calves below the knee. And actually, right on the side of your half, it says Mirai with like some robotic little details on it, which is pretty, pretty cool. Mm. Um little less detailing on the upper arms, but it still has a little bit. Uh, I tried to make that area, like, a little clear so you could see it. Um, but I don't think I made it all the way clear. So, like, I made sections of her shell clear and sections of it uh, remaining frosted and opaque. Um, very cool. I wanted... I thought it was very cool, the frosted look, but I also wanted to play with that clear can see through to how the robot working is kind of look so i tried to do a little bit of both as such i also dry brushed the skeleton with um a bronze colored uh paint um so this was you're really playing with like visual layers with the skeleton all the way down to like the base bits yeah so the paint, for the most part, stays on, except for a few places where it's, like, super-duper smooth. Um, also, those that those pieces I mentioned, the elbow, the wrist, and the ankle, they tend to rub a lot. So, you could probably... I, I've seen a really cool custom done by someone in Japan where they primed it and they did all the things so that they did silver paint would really, really, really stick 
they did like internal lighting and it was awesome um but save for that um honestly most of the internal skeleton once you have everything in place doesn't move around a lot um it's just those external parts that are going to continually rub and move and a dry brushing won't handle it you got to like a Either you gotta prime it or you gotta sand it, then you gotta dry brush it, and then you gotta put something over it so it'll stay. So I'm still right. waiting on doing that. Um another thing is the uh way, 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 way long ago, uh the Mirai skeleton, the spine. Um yeah. used to be the same color as the doll. But eventually, uh Danny made it the orange that's kind of ubiquitous with a smart doll. Um that's frankly an eyesore for the visual things I'm trying to do here. Right. Um, but I'm actually taking a note from that beautiful art that I saw from the one customizer in Japan. They actually covered it with fabric. Um, so I actually ordered some copper bronze colored fabric that I'm going to sew over the spine. Oh. So it's going to look metallic-y and not be in the way. So it's going to be great. It's going to be good. <laughs> I hope. We'll try. Hopefully um, it'll it'll do what you want. But it's been a fun sort of just we're leaving realism straight behind and just jaunting off into just doing weird and interesting things with what the materials are offering to you. Yeah, I kind of wanted to like I, I had a bunch of ideas and I'm like and I was thinking of painting on the inside like galaxy like and this and that and the other thing. And I'm just like, mm hmm. Let's keep it simple. Let's do simple things to the shell and let it tell me what to do. So it mm. has little support stays and things like that. And exteriorly, where it would have those little support stays, I painted over it where it appears on the external skeleton, uh, external shell, with, um, I masked it all, I masked it? I masked. That's a hard word to say. It often mm. painted bronze lines there. So it kind of looks like a little frame or kind of a belt, almost like a Cooper's ring-ish kind of thing going around her at certain places. Um, so I kind of just tried to let the doll and the way it was sculpted and and molded tell me how to paint it rather than trying to force it one way or another. Because I learned the hard way, like I was just trying to get rid of a smudge on the inside of the head. I'm like, oh, I'll just use some acetone and get rid of it. You can't do that on plastic. No. It melted it. No, it'll melt. It yeah. will melt. So that's another thing to note on this, uh, the Cortex dolls is uh, you, if you need to repaint them, you kind of go, got to go with the, uh, research how Warhammer people remove paints from their plastic models soap um, and water water and soap yeah <laughs> it's usually that and or um simple green sometimes they soak them in simple green yeah um which i'm sure is also a derivative of soap of water anyway um so there's that uh what else was interesting oh on the uh danny mentions this on the assembly video on the inside cup of the knee on the thigh end um, you actually have to open up that hole a bunch. I have still haven't opened it up enough. Uh, or 
the leg will sit funny in there. Um, huh. Actually, before I... So, once again, she's not all glued yet, but before I shaved it down a bunch, the thigh yeah. would actually keep popping apart on its own. It would just want to naturally oh. press apart. because, And it would only happen on her left leg. So, my right looking at her, her left leg. And it was. I felt like it was kind of because the length of that frame on that side was just enough that it pushed up on that on that ball joint there and forced the two shells away from the cup in the hip joint. Ah. So by shaving this hole in the bottom, you reduce the pressure and it no longer does that. Um so this is very very uh get out your tools and don't mind if it's not quite user simple it's definitely a more advanced system yeah i for someone to put that together after a little bit me getting into this i was like it's okay if it's not going to be perfect it just has to look good from three feet away um (laughs) ah yes the cosplay problem yes where you're looking at something in front of your nose and most of your life and time other people are about personal space distance away so it doesn't have to look perfect up close it's cool if it does but it does not have to uh case in point this is on the inside of a joint where there's usually a piece of a leg inserted <laughs> so no one's going to know but you no um so uh moving up a little you get to the hip joint so on volk's dolls so they're dolphy dreams even the new Dolphy Dream 3s, the hips do disattach from that hip joint. So that you can, I guess, one of the things I liked it for was I could travel and make them half size, as terrifying as that might sound. Um, oh, God. I could just pop off the hips and put it into the bag, and it would be a lot smaller to pack. It was it's handy like, like holding that. it in half, only. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's half the size. We're it's just, just, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's just a pair. Of, oh, hi, hi, um, Homeland Security. This is just a pair of legs in my bag. Don't worry about it. Just put a lampshade on top of one. <laughs> oh God. Um, what a horrible. I mean, <laughs> it was. It it is very handy, and it's nice to be able to get to it. Now, the Dolphy Dream threes. I haven't played all around a lot with the frames. Um. Well, not Dolphy Dream 3. Dolphy Dream Cubed. So Dolphy Dream 3 versus Dolphy Dream Cubed. Dolphy Dream Cubed, um, they actually have it so that you kind of, there's a notch, so you have to insert it one way and then twist it down to lock it into oh. place so they don't come off by accident, I guess. There's um, this extra sort of safety step, as it were. Yes. So that being said, <clears throat> that means that these hips will never disattach by accident. But it also means, by the way they did the frame, um, it also limits the movement a little bit. Um, because the hip joint is actually one kind of big cup, uh, rather than the Dolphy Dreams, which is just kind of a peg. Um, wow. It also gives it a bit more friction. Um, means it is relying on one big uh, ball joint, ball and cup joint to kind of twist and move the leg. But um, once again, I feel like you'd get more movement here if it was um, a vinyl, because you wouldn't have that part of the hip hitting the frame. 
mm. preventing it from moving. But once again, I do think the the joint itself is a little limiting as well. But <clears throat> more than that, it's really that uh definitely that um uh cortex shell that's kind of getting in the way there. Um, yeah. Interesting to of note, um, while my crystal cortex did come with a peg for the back of her, she did not come with the stand, which I was a little miffed about. Um, oh, so that <clears throat> Danny's stand situation, that's the telescoping stand that um, fits into a hole that's like right above the hips, essentially, yeah, and allows you to like let them be in the air and be- take all sorts of poses. It didn't come with one. It might be because it was just crystal cortex and it was special, um, or might be something else. I'm not quite sure exactly. Ah. Does why. he even sell those separate? I think he does. Yes, because people. It would be weird if they didn't. Honestly, people have uh, like telescoped them too fast or bent them, or you know, wind comes and it breaks. So he does sell them separately. I just didn't realize this one would have come with it. Not that I needed it. She is. The most amazing stander I have ever seen. It's as if not weighing much is helpful. So she technically, she weighs around the same amount as a smart doll. Uh, Dolphy dreams do weigh a little bit more. But not by a lot. I mean more like compared to resin. Yeah, compared to resin. So she stood in heels in my living room. With my cats for five days straight. I eventually took her down because I wanted to play more with her wig. But she just stood there in heels. Like, <laughs> she doesn't have heel feet. She just stood there. <laughs> so it, it's it's like, it's one of those, those are the two ends of the spectrum, right? It's, if you want flexibility, you lose stability. And with the and with stability, you lose flexibility. So she's stable in that, like the exterior shell being made out of a a nice plastic, but still a less flexible than vinyl plastic. Plus, all the other bits and how they go together creates a fairly stable system for her to stay upright. Where with um the other versions thereof, there's less holding everything in place, so you can't do that with them. Yeah, I mean. I don't know why. Um, that being said, the Dolphy Dream body that I have, I think it's either Dolphy Dream 2 or 3? I'm not sure. So it might just be because she's old and losing tension. Um, because my new, other new doll, 2B, does seem to be also a very, very good stander. Um, but I don't know. It's something about this frame just does, seems very, very stable, which I yeah. do appreciate. Um... I get it comes down to the question of how do you actually use your dolls? Do you use them for display and where do you want them to be able to hold that static pose? Or are you more interested in the flexibility? And that might guide you towards one variation versus another. What do you value more and what is your actual everyday use of the object? And honestly, most of the um, benefits of the Cortex you can achieve by getting the hybrid dolls that they he is selling so you can get a vinyl chest a vinyl hand and a vinyl head and honestly that's all you need to be vinyl on the doll because 
The chest gives you either flexibility of your shoulders and neck. The hands is just so they can hold stuff and so you have more hand packs because they don't come much. There's not that many options. Also, these hands are really hard to get off. He's like, make sure you grease this up so you can take it off. Well, the one I scooped on so hard, there's no going back. The other one I greased. I must have not greased it enough because it is not budging. <laughs> um, but yeah, between... And then the head. Uh, the vinyl head, I think, is nice um, because it's soft, feels nice. It photographs nice because it reduces the shine on it. Mm. Um, and... Uh, also, if you need to repaint it, it's not, you're not going to melt it if you introduce, um, stuff. Now, granted, you can't quite use the same stuff as you would on a resin to remove paint on, a a vinyl head. Um, but it is a lot easier to remove paint from that than it is this Asaflex because the Asaflex will just melt if you put anything solvent-like near it. So, yeah. There's this very remarkable video somewhere of, like, someone has, like, a, a beaker full of acetone, and they take some sort of, like, it's, like, not a very dense plastic, but this plastic sort of substance, and just starts, like, drops it in, you just watch it melt the moment it hits the surface, which is a little bit more dramatic than how it actually happens, but actually, is illustrative of solvent versus plastic. I actually saw somebody do something cool like that, but for for good. Um... So they actually built uh, one of these kits, uh, not the crystal kit, one of the other skin tone kits. They melted the little extra pits and clippings off of it because when you get it, um, if you get the master grade kit, you actually have to trim off the uh, flash and things like that. Uh, so you end up with a bit of flash, um, a, a little bit from the the uh, casing, casing shell yeah. and a little bit from the frame. So they actually took the bits from the frame and the case and the shell, they melted it together, and they painted it onto the seams, and then they sanded down the seams. Hmm. So they essentially made a will-eventually-dry plastic goop of the exact <laughs> flesh tone to cover up the cortex seams with. And then sanded down the difference between the two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought that that's was going the cool. extra step, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember if I have any more assembly notes here, other than the fact these hands will never come off. Um, let's see. I mean, otherwise you seem quite pleased with how she turned out. It's just accepting that when you're a consumer, the professional product, and you don't do this a lot, or it's not... A primary hobby of yours is doing these things and putting them together is it's going to be a trial and error process and you kind of need to be okay with that which is part of why i think they're so stringent about if it broke it ain't our fault because there are going to be people who see this and don't know enough about the hobby or don't know enough about how this goes to go oh that looks easy and it, it's not no. <laughs> it's better to go into it knowing exactly what you're getting into but if you are a person who is like knows what is ahead of you and knows the challenge ahead of you and for you it, that's like exciting and interesting and you're willing to accept imperfections then it is a cheap it is frank it is cheaper at least in one amount vector about 100 or 150 dollars or so cheaper which is not nothing yeah and you have the sort of pride of being the person who put it together and the learning experience you had doing it 
I will say, uh, Danny mentioned this in the video, after assembling one, you kind of want to take everything you learned after assembling one and like go, yeah, I could do that again. Let, let me do that, but better. Um, it has the same problem model kits have, which is once you build one, you're like, hmm, I could go for another. <laughs> which uh, <laughs> is sort of the hobbies place you'd live in anyway. Yeah. I have one, but what if I had two? It's, and it's not so much I don't I want to have two. I just want to build another one. The build itself. You want to improve what you started learning. Yeah. Um, and he had like like the one hour challenge. I think I think he said the first one you might end up being one and a half hours, two hours, and then the next one you'll probably be around that arrow mark. I think I was actually around that. Uh, the, given that um I did have to start and stop this doll's build over a few days, but I think I was actually around there, so I'm proud of that. Um, yeah, it's not insignificant. Um, my one last note is that the uh, heads on the Cortex dolls, um, they actually have kind of like a faceplate. Hmm. So the normal Cortex girls kind of have a uh, the vinyl heads. Um, they kind of have that typical like uh, head cap kind of thing that you can squeeze and pop off. Yeah. The Cortex girls basically have a faceplate. So it's very similar to the, the head part that remains attached to the body is very similar to shape of the Cerberus faceplates that, um, so, uh, Fairyland, where it'll mm. be the back of the head and a bit leading up to the chin that remains when you take the faceplate off. Yeah. Um, which I look at this and I'm like, give me interchangeable faceplates, give me expressions. Please do this for me. Um, <laughs> Specifically for you. For me. No one else. <laughs> yes. Um, that being said, um, I chose for this uh, clear girl to paint her face like a mask. Um, because after I looked at some of the initial um, images of it, um, mm -hmm. the problem was that when you put the face putty in to hold the eyes in, you saw ah. the white of the face putty. So I wanted to paint something in the front of the face to kind of prevent that. So I painted from the inside, I did a layer, two or three layers of copper and then a layer of black. And then from the outside, I did um, the clear coat. So what happens is it kind of creates a shiny, almost bronze mirror-like finish for this mask shape in the front. It looks really cool. I it's like very her. cool in person. Yes. So she is cool. Um, and you had a lot of fun building her. So yeah. overall, how would you rate your experience from like one stars to five stars? How was your experience putting together this Cortex? She is four stars. Um, All right. We're at Amazon review. What is your Amazon review? My Amazon review. Uh, while Danny Chu initially said that he would like to introduce these dolls to more consumers and make an easier price point doing so. Um, that isn't truly what he has done. The Cortex has sacrificed some flexibility, uh, in the name of durability. Um, this can get around by, once again, the just simply buying a vinyl chess piece. Building the doll is not too much more difficult than building your average, um, kind of... I wouldn't say 
Gundam kit. I would say closer to a garage kit. Somewhere in between there. As you're assembling the doll, you'll note that there's just things that don't quite fit 100% right. The shell might have warped a little, or just things changed in the processing, and the frame might not have updated at the same time that the shell did. For this reason, you must learn to look for the issues and adapt to them yourself, using your brain. It is not a snap-and-go kit. It is a think, glue, shave, and go sort of kit. However, once you have your Cortex doll fully together with a smiling or uh, robotic emotionless face, as your preference might be, um, it is very good and satisfying to have her all together and um, be very expressionful. Um, minus one star because it was not noted in a very good spot where that I needed to use another set of hand pucks because now I can never remove these hands. <laughs> it would have been handy if it had been mentioned somewhere. Oh. And with that, I think we're ready <laughs> to end the episode. <laughs> <sighs> so as you, perhaps, have gone too far into your doll uh, hobby and sit there clipping bits and bits and bits of flash off of plastic frame pieces. Remember to keep on collecting dolls. But keep a budget. <laughs>